Welcome to Monmouth Monthly, a peek into the heart of the Willamette Valley. Each month, we will bring you updates of the things happening in and around town, brought to you by the people who help make it happen. I am your host, Saber Jewel. All right, everybody, welcome to the second episode of Monmouth Monthly. I am thrilled this week to have a collection of guests to talk about the upcoming trolley that's going to be going from the university to the River and Independence. And today I have three guests, one of which is Representative Paul Evans, who covers District 20, which among other areas serves Monmouth. We also have Marty Wine. She's the city manager of Monmouth, Oregon, and Fred Evander, who's the city planner of Independence, Oregon. And Marty and Fred are part of a work group that's working to make the trolley go from a dream to a realization. So we're going to hear a little bit about them, their work leading up to this trolley, and what we can expect. Welcome, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. I wanted to kind of get a little bit of your background in general and kind of figure out how you got here and how you got into the transit roles. I know transit is not the day job for any of you, but it seems to be a passion for all three of you. So I'd like to kind of get to know you guys a little bit better when it comes to that. Um, So Representative Evans, I'd like to start with you if I could. Uh, You have, I believe, the longest history in the area, political history, and you've got some depth as far as the region. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? So uh, thank you for being polite and not just calling me old, but uh, I'll take that. Yeah, I've uh, been involved um, in uh, public service in and around the community since I was uh, elected to the city council when I was 18 in 1988. I spent some time in the military, came back, served on the council uh, as a counselor, a mayor, served on the school board. And uh, there's been some issues over the years that we've been trying to improve upon, uh, one kind of piece at a time. And uh, I'm just grateful for living in a community that has given me the opportunity to play a role and uh, brought people together around things that we once thought of as nearly impossible. And Fred, this is not your first gig in city government, right? You've been doing city planning for other cities around this region? Yep, that's right. I've been in in Independence for four years, but I was also up in uh, Washington State. Started up by near where Marty used to live, up in uh, on Whidbey Island. Spent some time in the Olympia area, uh, including for a, a group that ran a, a rural transit system. It was essentially it was essentially a regional planning organization. And then, yeah, spend some time at a county for a while and then came down here. And it seems anytime anyone talks about you and your interests, public transit really rises to the top as something that people say you're incredibly passionate about. What happened to trigger it to be from something you used to something, something that you were passionate about? What I would say is, so when I worked up in Washington State, I was writing this transit system that did not function well. And I moved to the community I was planning for. I thought, if I'm planning for this community, I want to ride the transit that serves this community. And so I started riding it up to my office in Olympia, and I realized this transit system doesn't work for anybody. And I wrote it and talked to people and just sort of was on it. And at a certain point, I realized this is wrong. (laughs) I will tell a story too, though. Um, So when we were doing that, part of the inspiration for just the realization that this is wrong was a guy who was taking his 
two young boys to college. He was trying to better his life. He had just gotten like a divorce or something, didn't have a car. He was riding a very long way on a very inefficient transit system to try and better his life and his kid's life. And so just watching that guy do that every day, every day, and his kids get on the bus at like six o'clock in the morning, this has to be better. And it was that guy that really pushed me think, how can we do this better? So I've been Monmouth for two years as the city manager. I was, I've been in Oregon for about 11, always worked for state or local or county government. So I've got most of my career has been in public service, but launching a, tra- a transit service, launching a trolley service is that, that adds to the great variety of what it's like to be a city manager. Paul, I'm curious because you have such a deep history in the community. Did this idea of a trolley, how long ago did you start hearing about the need from this for constituents? Like when did they start sharing with you? This is something they would even want. So the history goes back to conversations when West Headland was mayor. So that goes back a little bit to my first term on the city council. We talked about things around the state that kind of were interesting and how we could find ways to tie Monmouth and Independence together. And at that point, it was really, boy, that's a cool thing down in Jacksonville and Virginia. They've got these things. And and it was uh, just discussion. When I came back in uh, 98 and ran for mayor, we went through a community visioning process, which was a long, interesting story into itself. But nonetheless, one of the things that came out about it was that it was difficult for people to get between the two towns and that college students in those days didn't always come to campus with a car. So the ability to get to Independence to do fun things and to get around back to Monmouth to do fun things and kind of the same day was a challenge. So we followed up and started talking about a trolley and then over You know, the decades since, it's always been one of those things that has been on the list of of what we would like to see happen. And you talk to people around the community and basically everybody I ever talked to thought it would be A, helpful to have something that ran between the two towns and B, possibly helpful for economic development, possibly helpful for seniors trying to get to uh, appointments, possibly helpful for some of the students, especially foreign students that come to the country without any vehicle, it just kind of continued to be talked about and grew. And when I got to the legislature in 2015, it was one of the things that I knew the state had transit programs. And I knew a particular transit program might not have the same interest in a small community. But if you combined it with the tourism and economic development and kind of our own little flavor on it, it might work. So we just kept trying to plug away. First, we got a study. Then we, because of ARPA, got an opportunity to get some money and uh, bring people together. And it just continued to, to flow. With the ARPA money that came through, we were charged with, if we had $2 million to spend in our community, the, the greatest force in Ava, the biggest impact, what would it be? And I said, well, we have the study that actually shows the trolleys could actually work. And that's how we got the money. I would just add that Representative Evans just told a, a very modest story of how, you know, how it all worked. But he's the Representative Evans. You're the force behind getting that funding secured. And there weren't any grant writers involved. It was one of those. You're absolutely right. We built off of the feasibility study and heard from Representative Evans and his office that there was money coming to put to to launch a trolley service to connect the two communities. So, And Repre- Representative Evans is right as well um, that it's been a, um, a plan of the city's for many years. I have a, a hand-drawn drawing on the back of my desk at work that shows the downtown T 
2000 plan or whatever for independence, and it shows a trolley connecting to Monmouth. And the $3 million that came from the state American Rescue Plan funds, you know, that that number wasn't completely pulled out of thin air. It was the feasibility study showed that it would an analysis of the cost of what it might look like to run that service. And we knew we would need to secure vehicles and also figure out how to run it for some amount of time. And that so we considered that startup funding and the work group just we started getting together and said, we have this money, we need to start, we need to design a service. So and some of those costs would include the drivers that they're paying to drive the vehicles, the outfitting of the vehicles with a certain technological capabilities to track it via app, right? Because there's right. going to be an app where people can see in real time where the trolley is. We purchased three vehicles, a small but mighty fleet of gas and electric trolleys. And But the primary cost that that funding is going to be used for is to pay the operators of the, of the service. And so, and I think what we figured out was it's really a proof of concept, right? So you've got a $3 million initial investment, buy vehicles, find an operator, get it running. That's where we are right now is that we need to get it get it going. And, and the idea is also to figure out what's the demand for it, who wants to ride it. I think one of the most fun elements has been the design factor and seeing the, the logos and the colors. And Fred, can you talk a little bit about the process? I know we worked with uh, outside consultants to do the art and the logos, but it was with uh, the influence of the community, like they were given some choices to pick them. Can you talk about that process at all? Yeah, that's right. We, we have had a consultant on a lot of this project. Um, Manuel Soto of Tool Design has been very helpful throughout the entire process. He has a ton of experience with transit systems th- throughout the world, but especially in America. And so we are completely indebted to him. As part of the process, we did uh, ask his firm to help us create some mock-ups of trolley designs and whatnot like that. And so we did that. And, and and even logos, and we took a number of logos to the community. We went to events and movies and... uh, Did a survey. Yeah, I saw it on social media. I think I did my vote on Facebook. Yeah, (laughs) we talked to... We went to a couple of events in Independence, and I brought my daughter with me and uh, had her tally up everything as we were talking to people. And so we got a lot of feedback about what logo was best out of the three that um, Tool Design had prepared for us. And so that's why we selected the logo that we did. And when we were talking about branding the service, we got together and we talked about, well, what kind of a feel do we want to have the service you know, have? Do we want it to be something that feels really modern? Do we want to have something that feels more traditional? Um, and I think we eventually, we landed on a color scheme that is, it's pretty straightforward primary colors. It's, um, you know, the idea is to have it be simple and ha- recognizable as something that's the identity of our two cities. And we are really striving to have it be a fun and open sort of experience. We did consider uh, the possibility that the trolleys could have open air and they could open up the sides of the trolleys, but we did not go that way because we thought... We live in the Northwest. We live in the Northwest, and how is the driver going to actually do that? Um, So we didn't go with that, but the windows are quite openable, and the windows are also clear. If you look at a lot of transit vehicles, they have tinted windows, and so you can't see into the vehicle very easily, and you can't see out. It sort of obscures. It makes everything look drab from the inside. So we're going to be using clear windows. One other little origin story about the vehicles themselves. The vehicles came from a company called Hometown Trolley. They're in Crandon, Wisconsin. 
And we found Hometown Trolley because our working group kind of all looked at each other and were like, okay, where are we going to get trolleys, right? So we went shopping and found out that, as with most transit agencies, right now, if you want to order a bus for a transit agency, you're looking at a two-year timeline, a three-year delivery timeline. And we were also looking for, I think, Probably Representative Evans can speak to this much better than I can, but there was a desire to find a vehicle that ran on electric or, you know, an alternative fuel. And so that was that was part of our search. And when we found Hometown and we we found out that they could convert, basically, there's a it's a Ford chassis, but it's got a hybrid electric system for to to run it that alternates between gas and electric. We said, okay, great. And they also had them available to be able to be built for us. So Ron, the driver from Hometown Trolley, drove the trolley, each trolley, as it came off the production line from Crandon, Wisconsin, to Independence and Monmouth. Or, and actually made a stop in Salem to pick up Representative Evans and some of our other um, supporters and friends as they rolled into town. And that was in, that was in December and January. So it was, they, I think Ron, the driver had kind of a snowy ride along the way. If you're just now joining us, we are here today with Fred Evander, Marty Wine and Representative Paul Evans to talk about the new My Town trolley that is coming to town. We will be doing a big ribbon cutting for that. Paul, I was just curious, uh, what is one of the things you're most excited about for the community uh, at large having this trolley? What opportunities do you think this is going to open up for folks in the t- in town, in both towns? Uh, there's a list of about five things that I think it will do. The thing I'm most excited about, it will actually uh, shorten the distance between Monmouth and Independence in reality. Most people, uh, even though it's literally two cities uh, uh, meeting at a fire station, most People, some uh, think that, well, I'm home tonight. I don't want to travel all the way over to the other town. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, the best parts of Monmouth and Independence are actually spread between the two. And the idea is that by able by being able to get onto and off of the trolley whenever you want, you can have dinner in Independence, go for a, a nice glass of wine in Monmouth, and then maybe to the park afterwards or to get the ice cream and independence. You can you can interweave your activities between the two communities with relative ease. And I think that will bring about a closer relationship between the two communities. And I think it will bring a closer relationship between the students and the people who live here because we'll be riding the trolley together. I remember a time when it was like that. And uh, the pace of life, I think, is really torn at the fabric of our community. And I'm hoping that the biggest thing that it's able to do is provide shared experience that helps build relationships. That said, it will also help Western in terms of being more uh, competitive because students who don't have cars will have access. It will also help tie together uh, availability of folks to get to medical care or go to the grocery store or do those types of things. And it will also, I think, uh, add a little bit of novelty that might help on, ter- on uh, tourism and economic development. So if we do this right, prove that we use it, continue to leverage uh, re- relationships and funding and hopefully make our case, uh, I think that it's going to be the beginning of a very special uh, activity. I would just add to Representative Evans' comment that I, I hear from our superintendent at Central School District and I also hear from folks at Western Oregon University how excited um, students are, are, and principals are to, you know, have, it's going to really help students get around and, and on a couple of levels. And so 
that's the part that I'm really hoping to leverage is that we've got kids who, you know, might otherwise not be going to school. And we've got, as you know, Rep Evans just mentioned, we've got students who are at Western who may not have a car. And I think access and connection are the, the biggest benefits that are going to come from this service. I agree uh, entirely. Um, what I'm super excited about is, I mean, you, know, you think about a college student, you want to have uh, as broad of uh, extracurricular opportunities as you possibly can while you're at college. And so we've got concerts downtown here in Independence. It just, it, it will enhance the student experience and we're really excited for that. Another thing that I'm really excited about is like, I see so many uh, kids walking up and down the highway, getting out of Central High School and all of that stuff, going to and from the gate and all of those places. And what I think is going to be great is this ex expands their geography like fairly significantly. If they want to go do something in downtown Independence or Monmouth, um, those kids will be able to and hop on a trolley and get reliably to where they're going. One other thought, I, I was thinking about who I see walking up and down the highway. I also see people walking, doing their grocery shopping. And so I can see there are going to be there are going to be trips for local shopping that I think the trolley will make so much easier. So one of my thoughts is in any of the studies that y'all looked at in building in this trolley system, what's going to be the impact on traffic? Is that going to be a reduction in what you've seen in other cities? I mean, conceptually, it makes sense that we're going to see fewer trips um, along the highway um, because, like, especially during peak periods when kids are getting picked up from school or whatever, if there's an option to hop on the trolley instead, potentially those trips are going to be um, minimized. One thing that I will say in terms of peak periods is we do have, we hear a lot in both communities about parking in downtown. Um, this is a great opportunity for us to, you know, help alleviate some of the parking issues in downtown. When events are going on, people will be able to hop on the trolley or park in potentially satellite locations and get into the downtown, uh, which will reduce the overall parking demand during those peak periods. So it should work. Um, that's what we're anticipating. But I, I guess we'll find out for sure, huh? Yeah, the plan's only as good as, you know, when reality hits it. Right. And from what I understand, the majority of stops are existing chariot stops. Is that correct? It's a mix. There's, it's a mix. There are 12 stops on the route, and some of them are co-located with the chariot stops. I would say, I think there are, are there four new stops in Independence? That are, we're trying to make the stops a quarter of a mile apart because it's the distance that a person would be, as far as a person would be able or willing to, to walk. And so... We used existing trip or existing stops, and then I know there are two new stops in Monmouth. One is at Maine and Warren in front of the what will be the new city hall, and the other is at Western Oregon University at Jackson and Monmouth Avenue. We will stop at C, 2nd, 5th, 8th, 12th, and uh, 16th, which is an existing chariot stop. In the middle of the route, the the existing chariot stops, where it, which is on the S-curve and another one at um, 16th, those are existing chariot stops. There's an existing stop at Eccles Street in Monmouth, and then the Hefley and Outwater stop in Monmouth are also existing chariot stops. I did want to ask some questions that I'm hearing in the community, so maybe we can go ahead and set some things straight. I've been getting a question about, will there be a place for bikes and scooters on the front of the trolley? Are we going to be able to use those like we would other chariot transit? 
Yes, absolutely, we will. Um, there is a bike rack that will store two bikes. There will be space if someone ends up bringing their scooter aboard. So these trolleys are ADA accessible. Yes, that's true. That's great news. And one other thing I think I heard that MyNet is helping out by putting Wi-Fi in the trolleys. Is that something we can expect as well? Yes, we're we're grateful to MyNet. They, they're helping us with both cameras on the trolley and they're going to be installing Wi-Fi on the trolley. So you can ride and... You can ride and surf at the same time. And there's going to be also an app, that the real-time app that we talked about earlier, so people are going to be able to see where the trolley is in real time. Just to assure that people know where the bus is at, they're going to be able to get on the phone, they're going to be able to visit the website, and they're going to be able to see where the bus is located, so that, uh, where the trolley is located, so, so they... There, there's no uncertainty. There is nothing worse than waiting for a bus and thinking, wondering, did it already pass? And the service that we're contracting with is a company called Translock, and they're the ones, they're going to be creating that app so that whether you're on your smartphone or you're on the website, you'll be able to go and see where the bus is at any one time. And so just curious between Marty and Fred, what have you two learned working together as, as we're two cities, right? One community working on a project like this over those city lines. What's that been like? I'm really grateful for the hard work. There's been a lot of thought that's gone into designing this pilot project. And, you know, we'll see how, you know, where the demand is and how that, you know, how that's going to go. I'm, I'm excited about the potential for, I said earlier, connection, you know, between the two communities. And so uh, along the way, I've really, I've learned a lot about what I think is our, our two towns have in common that this trolley can create a connection for. I will say that there are, part of the inspiration of this is the fact that we ran a train track between the two communities. It was the, called it the biggest little railroad in the world or something like that. It was the I&M railroad. It was, it was the Independence and Monmouth or the I&M railroad. And I mean, it, the communities in like 1890 had the forethought to build a rail line between the two because they wanted connection. And that's basically what we're trying to do with this project. It's like we're looking back and we're saying, hey, that was a good idea then. Why don't we try something like that now? And I think it's pretty cool. One of the stories that I like to tell is when that railroad went in in 1890, there was a growth of a little community called Talmadge, right, which was right in the middle of the two uh, communities and there was a horse track out there and there was like a lumber mill and everything there and here we have this project and the city of independence has actually applied for a transportation and growth management grant to consider the area around talmage which uh, includes central high school central plaza shopping center and so we did get re- we did receive a grant to sort of go in there and see what this transportation investment and potentially others would do to change potentially the look and feel of that area and so so I don't know I'm excited about things like that because it really is I mean our goal in all things is to create a super livable enjoyable vibrant community and I think both of us realize that this can further that like representative Evans said downtown Monmouth has a lot of cool stuff going on right there's places to eat down there there's I went to a Western Oregon girls basketball game yesterday. It was sweet. They were playing Western Washington, right, who apparently played for the national championship last year, right? So that's like good sports down the road. Uh, I could have hopped on the trolley after work, made it to that basketball game in time. There are 
lots of opportunities to use this to just enjoy these communities more and more and more. And I think that the more that we all do that, I think the more vibrant these places be and just the funner that it's going to be to be here. So We're building it, so they must come. Ah, <laughs> great. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for our second episode of Monmouth Monthly. We look forward to inviting the entire community to join us for the ribbon cutting of the trolley when that occurs. Stay tuned to both social media channels in your city, newsletters, the whole nine. We will make sure that the community knows when this is going to happen, and we look forward to riding that trolley. And thanks so much to my guests today, Fred E. Vander, Marty Wine, and Representative Paul Evans, who have done such a great job making this trolley a reality alongside a lot of other folks who've been sitting at the table with them. Thank you again for listening to Monmouth Monthly. Next month, we are going to be talking about volunteerism and how that keeps a city moving. We look forward to speaking to you. Thank you for joining in. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. That's Monmouth Monthly. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for Monmouth Monthly. My name is Sabra Jewell. Our music is Catching Up by Chill Study, and we record at Indie Commons, which is a co-working community in Independence, Oregon. Please find us wherever you find podcasts, rate, review, tell a friend, and we will see you next month.